Pushkin. This song, Yonkers, is the track that put Tyler the Creator on the map in 2011. It's the second single from Goblin, his first solo album. The song is stark, a sparse beat with a strange staccato sound similar to the shrieking strings in Psycho. The song's lyrics are outrageous. Jesus called, he said he's sick of the dances. I told him to quit bitching. It says in a fucking hotline. The black and white video was equally controversial. It opens with Tyler sitting on a stool in front of a blank background, a cockroach passing between his hands. It ends with him standing on the same stool he opens the video with, hanging himself. A week after releasing the video, Tyler and his Odd Future crew were performing on Jimmy Fallon with the Roots, wearing ski masks. It's still exciting to watch today, especially if you're into youthful displays of rebellion like I am. It's hard to believe something like this was actually on network television. Eight years, four albums, two TV shows, and one successful clothing line later, Tyler's spirit is still rebellious, only it's showing in new and highly creative ways. His new album, Igor, isn't controversial, but it's an anomaly in rap. Like most of his output, it's entirely self-produced, but unlike the other records, there's hardly any rapping. Instead, Tyler sings a lot. And he opens this record with a mostly instrumental track that starts with a 30-second synth note. Igor dresses in bright and beautifully tailored suits, and like Anna Wintour, has a blonde bowl cut and dark sunglasses. I really wasn't prepared for the sound of this record even after the last one, Flower Boy, which was also pretty ambitious when it first came out. But this might just be the strangest and most beautiful Tyler the Creator record yet. This is Broken Record Season 3, liner notes for the digital age. I'm Justin Richmond. Rick Rubin spent three days in Italy this summer with Tyler. At the end of the trip, they sat down in Rick's living room and listened to a few songs off the new album, analyzing each one. They started with Igor's theme, the instrumental opener you heard earlier. But first, they talked about the heat. Temperatures across Europe were at an all-time high. I finally got a human level of sleep. I was dying. The night before was a was a hot night. It was I was dripping wet at three a.m. <laughs> staring at a mosquito. Kept whispering, "I'm gonna get you. I know him. We're cool now." <laughs> this is crazy. You like it? But we're in the woods. We're in the woods. For those that don't know, we are in the middle of nowhere. It is no Uber. It is no taxi. I have not seen another person aside from the people in this house. No TV. Three days, no TV. I think it's one downstairs. Don't think it's ever been turned on. (laughs) It's no AC, but I kind of like that in this weird 
fetish way. <laughs> that said, I really like being here. <laughs> but like, no, it's for me, it's like uh, very good energy. Yeah, it's not much to worry about. No. Like, it's crazy. The first night I was like, oh, oh, what the fuck did I get into? <laughs> Rick is crazy. What the? And then I got some cookies and that fan and everything was okay. <laughs> Talking about music, when you were at Shangri-La, at the end of the project, you were kind of putting it together, the final stages. I remember you telling me that the first song was going to be an instrumental. Mm -hmm. And you had always had it as an instrumental. And then you kind of came up with a hook last minute. And when, how did the hook come about? I was with Uzi, Lil Uzi Vert, who's just at studio hanging. I'm working on this and I couldn't come up with words, but I had this melody. So I'm in there playing on the piano, the melody. And then he, takes that melody and just adds words and sings it right. And I'm like, just add it real quick. Just lay that ref down for me because your voice sounds good doing it. And that's the song. It's nothing deep. So cool. No, nothing. Great. That's literally what it was. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, that's all I need. Thank you. I didn't even know that was going to make it. It just worked out so perfectly. You know what I mean? Absolutely. How important are the words? I like beat first then melody, and then lyrics. It's Amy Winehouse songs, no lie. She has a song called Wake Up Alone. And man, I loved that song for years. My cousin bought that album when it came out. And it wasn't up until maybe two years ago, 2017, where I realized what the lyrics were saying. Mm. Because I love the beat, love the chords, and I just love the melody and what she was doing, but I never paid attention to the lyrics. Yeah, I think everyone listens to different things first. I noticed earlier downstairs when we were playing the disco stuff, a song came in and you was like, ooh, and it was just drums. It wasn't no chords, not a bass line, nothing. And I was like, oh, he listens to groove first. He listens to drums and groove first. And I just, something I picked up on and thought that was interesting. And me, I love, Good chords, just, it's songs I have that are horrible lyrically. Like really bad, but mm. I just like the notes in the background. So I listen to them and I love it. Mm -hmm. And, oh man, this beat is hard. These drums and this bass line is great. They mesh together. And then I listen to the flow or the melody and the runs second. That's what really makes me melt. Then it's I care about the what sound. the lyrics are. It's all yeah. based on the it's sound. It's all based of, on that sound. everything makes. A hundred percent. Before you get to any sound is way more important than words. For me personally. That energy, that feeling, that sound, that's that's what Would I you like. say the sound of the lyrics mean more to you than what it's actually saying? Yeah, like Jay-Z, for example, he knows how to rap on a beat. He knows how to hear a beat and say, I shouldn't yell on this or I shouldn't rap like this on it. The way that this feels, this is how my vocal instrument could mesh on this perfectly. Where it's some people who hear a smooth beat and like, I'm going to fucking yell on it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, because they're just more thinking of saying cool shit rather than making a good song. Mm -hmm. And that's how 
that's kind of me. <laughs> I kind of focus on making a good song with cool structure rather than like, oh, that verse was so that. Even though I, I don't get me wrong, I don't want to seem like I'm being dismissive. I care yeah. about lyrics and words, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's just number three. It's just number three. Yeah. Is there any music or artists you could think of that you, you've heard or listened to because of the lyrics? Yeah, you got people like Eminem, like Cassidy, the rapper. That stuff that I'm like, I wonder what pockets they're going to wrap this in and what they're going to say and the punchlines and things like that. Because mm. Eminem was, he picked some of the worst beats ever. Even Ludacris sometimes picks shitty beats, but uh, their energy and their cool, witty lines is what made the songs cool. So they're an exception, yeah. you know, yeah. to where Jay-Z picked great beats. Yeah. So that's what drew me in. And then like, oh, his voice sounds tight over this. Oh, that's what he's saying. You know? Mm -hmm. So. Okay, next one I'll play and then I'll we'll talk about it after. Okay. 
shit is so good it's incredible my favorite part is happens once it's when the harmony I vocals know, do know. the different it's the chords. best fucking part it's so beautiful <laughs> and the restraint in that being the best part and deciding i'm only going to have it that one time well this album's full of that because that i i just made each song has those moments oh that's my favorite part and i'm like yeah it only comes once but right after that is a someone else's Oh, moment, favorite it's part. True. Like it's true. Even even on the intro, the I only have the choir come in once. Yep. Behind him. And like it's a lot of stuff. And I, I like shit like that. It's little details that gets me off. And a lot of people don't listen to that stuff. A lot of people, man, if it don't got the if it don't got the 808 and the, the catchy hook, they're off it. But it's so much magic yes. throughout the whole. I think even if people don't hear it. Subconsciously, subconsciously it's something like it's ah. something happens and that's why something. i tell i tell fans like hey if you like it and you see me in person and you know i got a minute to say hi or whatever i want you to articulate what you like about it don't just say i like it no hone in on what you like about it because if you figure out specifically what you like about something that'll help you understand other shit that you like and it's then true. weed out the shit you don't and help you find other shit like that. Absolutely. You remember how that one came about? Like, how did, how did it work out that the verse drops kind of in the middle of the song and breaks down like that? I remember right before finishing, I was like, I need something to happen chord-wise. I'm going to keep saying, I say chords so much. It's annoying. But that's the shit that makes me lit. Oxygen, <laughs> water, and chord progressions. It's fucking annoying. But I was like, I need something to take me there. Because the song didn't have a bridge. So I was like, I need to put something in the middle somewhere that just goes there. And I was like, fuck, the structure is already perfect. Maybe I could take one of those leaves and just fuck it up real quick. And that's literally what I did. Wow. And I, yeah, that's how it happened. It's the song on the piano is easy, but I was just like, I'm going to add four chords that just feels like a waterfall and then ramp it back to the original progression. So those chords are only moving around in the middle of one of the notes, if that makes sense. Yeah. You want to show me on the piano? So what I do there, I feel like. And that only happens once? That only happens once. Wow. And that's why it feels so... Whoa. So dramatic. Most of the, it's mostly like this. It's mostly just like... 
regular line. So yeah, cool. it's mostly just regular line. So me bringing that out of nowhere just makes you say, ah, oh, ah, oh, came. <laughs> and then everything after that is just icing on the cake. We'll be back with more Tyler, the Creator, after the break. Hey there, I'm Ashley Ford, host of the Chronicles of Now podcast. Chronicles of Now commissions amazing authors like Roxane Gay, Colin McCann, Carmen Maria Machado, and Curtis Sittenfield to write short fiction inspired by the headlines. Each episode features a new work of fiction inspired by the biggest stories of our time, like what does COVID-19 do to our relationships? How do we make sense of climate change and extinction? And perhaps most mysteriously, what is going on with Trump's tweets? Because in such uncertain times, sometimes art, fiction, is the only way to make sense of it all. The show is great for fans of short speculative fiction, historical novels, podcasts that go behind the news, and narrative shows like Radiolab and The Moth. The Chronicles of Now is imaginative storytelling at its most compelling. Authors helping us understand our world. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Brought to you by Pushkin Industries. We're back with more Tyler, the Creator. Lyrics came last. Yeah, I made the skeleton of the beat. And while I let it play, I paced in my room and kind of came up with that. I was like, damn, that's all I'm going to say is you make my earthquake. <laughs> Don't leave, it's my fault. That that was it. And then in the middle, it was a piano solo. But then I added Cardi on it because I just love his voice. And yeah. Was the lyric related to something that was just going on in that moment? or It was an earthquake. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Corny enough, it was an earthquake. Huh. And I was like, damn, I like earthquake. Earthquake. And I was like, oh, I say that with an F and a Q instead of the T-H and the Q. Yeah. Instead of earthquake, I say earthquake. So I was like, oh. And then... I just start singing that <laughs> and you make my earthquake don't leave it's my fault because of the fault line that earthquakes are on ah so yeah and like you shake me up you be making me nervous because when everything is fucked up i'm gonna need you when everything comes crumbling or whatever whatever so cool just simple but yeah so cool four 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 four
traffic sun. I'm your puppet, you are Jim Henson. started with the chords mm -hmm. you wrote the chords first mm -hmm. and then the beat came after yeah yeah, yeah. i uh i just had those it's super simple super simple it's a it's this it's this song that I, that i interpolated where the guy's like i think i'm falling in love this time i think it's for real and i was like man these chords are he made these really bullshit pop chords that i would usually hate yeah sound cool so i always had that in the back my head and then I found this drum loop I was like this is tight it was only a second so I kind of fucked with that to make it a full thing yeah. and then I was like ooh <laughs> that one melody that guy did those chords were sick so figured those chords and added them and I was like man I also like his melody fuck it I'll just add it there just as a placement and then the full song came alive amazing and just was like I'll just keep amazing. it amazing so did the did you have the vocal the first vocal phrasing hook before you ever had the beat it came with the piano was it piano um, then vocals i had 
So I had the the song that I interpolated with the chords and the that hook phrasing. Yes. It was just a song I just already had and I liked. And I was I like, see. this is cool. Then when I looped these drums and I was working on a beat and I was adding chords, I was like, oh, you know what would be tight? The stuff from that one song. So then that's when I added I see. that. So I see. And they just went hand in hand. And so cool when that happens. It's cool. Damn. I just wanted to dance. My favorite part is the breakdown in the middle. That bridge is so, insane. So I'm, good. Yeah, that bridge is insane. So beautiful. So what? beautiful. And that's like number seven. That's bridge seven, bro. I have six other versions because I was like, I need to perfect this bridge. It's two other bridges with Solange on it. Yeah. We singing back and forth and stuff. But I was like, it's not perfect. Yeah. And I was like, what do I want to do? Again, what world is this? Where is this living? Yes. I want to be in Studio 54 dancing to this. Yes. And I just want to hear these chords. Oh, I just want to hear these chords. I don't want to hear vocal. Amazing. So I stripped it. And that's why you have that. Amazing. And it lets you breathe. Yeah. It really, it's spectacular when it comes in. And you can't so help but good. fucking dance. So good. This next one's like my favorite. <laughs> like my fucking favorite. Running out of time, running out of time, running out of time.
I love that so fucking good. song so much. So good. My favorite part is the again the breakdown with the little hook mm-hmm. and the loud snaps, mm-hmm. and then the beat, the new beat dropping after it. Mm-hmm. It's just like living and pretend. Oh my god! <sighs> I breathe a lot on this album. Yeah, because my like recording like my asthma flares up randomly, so a lot of the things like I would actually breathe on. And then at some point I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just breathe (laughs) on a lot. So Igor's theme, I think this one I breathe on, New Magic Wand, the end of what's good. Like I just made it a thing. But that song, it's like the epitome of like, uh, I was in the, last night I was in the the room. The mask off section is incredible. Bro. with the it's rap, but so, it still has the harmonies under it. That's so my favorite. Good. It's so uh, good. And, and it, I'm, oh gosh, it's so and fucking it also feels me. like a vulnerable lyric in the context of this, a song that doesn't feel like that at all. Yeah, it's just it very. It really like gets like real. <laughs> like it feels like. Because the song feels like running out of, t- like. It's it's oh, it's just some pop song like it doesn't have me until that part it's like oh no this song is about something like yes. it's it's like you're yeah. spying you on somebody in for and a it second gets yeah emotional yeah and <laughs> it's unexpe- completely unexpected and I put the I re put the vocals from the first part under that just so oh those vocals have meaning to them too it's yeah all related. Uh, How do you decide to do the fake out ending, like the stop and then the the little breakdown extra piece? Uh, it just needed. I just wanted some movement. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted some movement, and I wanted to just have the the robes just by itself. So good. And uh, I was like, I'll just bring the snaps here, and then because I wanted it to die before those drums came in, and them yes. drums so fucking hard. Really yeah. interesting arrangement. Like just the order of events that happen in the song. Yeah. Or- Bro, it's magic every five seconds. It's something new. Even the car sound that just goes through it here and there is like, I don't know. It's just a little, little kinks that I like. We'll be back with more of Rick's conversation with Tyler, the creator, after the break. We're back with more of Rick's conversation with Tyler, the creator. In the current live show, do you play... Do you mix in old songs with the new songs? I start with the majority of this album yeah. in the outfit, wig, and the suit and stuff. And then I switch into like regular clothes for older stuff, which is like Flower Boy, Cherry Bomb Wolf stuff. I see. And then I do like two or other songs from this album at the end. Nice. It's a weird, it's figure outable, but I don't, I haven't figured out yet how to perfect. Yeah. how to do both. Because I don't want to wear a wig and a suit when I'm doing shit from three albums ago. Yeah. You know? Unless you and change. And I also don't want to do only the new album. Yeah. So, Unless you change the way you do the old material to suit the new style. Yeah. And I've thought of that. And I'm like, but this world that I've built with this character don't want to say the music doesn't match I see. The shoes I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just change. But how would the character cover those songs if he was an artist and he wanted to do that? Oh, 
it would take it would take away from those songs. That's the thing. I don't want to. You don't want to under- I hate going to shows yeah. where it's like, oh, they're kind of performing the song I love, but they want to be too creative. So, yeah. oh, they're singing it a cappella with a cowbell or one guitar note. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun listening to this. I love this album. It's Great. good. Great. It's fucking good. Great. It's also it's the nice first group. album where I'm like. Really? Like when people be like, hey, the album's great. I know. And thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not an ego thing. It's like, I'm so proud of it. Yes. I put in so much effort and I love it. And I know that it's good. You didn't have the same relationship to Flower Boy? No. I think Flower Boy is good and it's my best work thus far. Just because it's an easy listen, but it's so... It's not boring. It's just kind of tame to me. And um, too too good. Yeah, it's like of course you're gonna like it. It's nothing abrasive. It's nothing too weird about it. I see. It's good songs and stuff, but I still feel like some of that stuff is a little niche. Yeah, a little bit. Just did you feel it at the time or not? Not at the time. Um, a little bit. Like uh, I was happy people loved it and stuff, yes. but it was missing a lot of little things. Like it was mixed too clean and not in a bad way. Yes. It's supposed that I'm supposed to sound crisp and clean, but like it was missing my little tinks that I'm like itching to do. And I had to pull back and restrain myself because this is what the album was supposed to be. I love cinnamon, but you can't put it on your spaghetti. Yes. You know? So, I made that. And because of that, I think that's why I made Igor because I was itching for, yeah. ah, I need this, I need distortion and an annoying bass and pitch and yeah. fucking, sh- this is going to come out of nowhere and all oh, fuck it, change, put 18 bridges on one song. Like I needed that. But it still has some of the musical growth that we first saw in Flower Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because you don't, <laughs> You don't go to, you don't leave LA and go to New York and go back to LA with no knowledge. No, now you know how to wear a jacket because it was cold as fuck out there. Yeah. And now you apply that whenever you got to go jacket shopping because you went to New York and know how to wear a fucking jacket now. Yes. So just because, you know, just because I, uh, you know, Flower Boy super clean doesn't mean that I can't get dirty and crash a car into a fucking building. It's just that now I kind of know which car I could crash into a building so I don't die. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Six feet. Don't shoot me down. You so motherfucking gay. 
dangerous You so motherfucking dangerous You got me by my neck That's why these other niggas lame to us Cause all these other niggas lame as fuck They show them no respect This Parker is calm, you're my favorite garçon, don't leave, stay right here, yeah I want you right near, you invited me to breakfast, why the fuck your ex here, well let's see if you round the god around this time next year. so funny hearing the juxtaposition of the beautiful p- melodious piano lines and the lyrics mm-hmm. and the please don't shoot me down and the mm-hmm. gunshots yeah such a good bouillabaisse combination i love again i love the hard shit pause and i love the pretty shit now we just try to mix them together this makes it so much more interesting yeah, because you don't know what side you're on. Yeah. So the mesh yeah. is like, ah. Oh. That one also is the most traditional rap structure mm-hmm. where it's got a lot of verse. You know, it's got a lot of verse words. Yes. Yeah. This is the, it's in the middle too. So it's like the, that's the rap one. That's the, that's the listen to what I'm saying one. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm saying words on there and it's all specific and it's so that's why I so laid back because it's like I'm more just talking like observing mm-hmm. that you that know, one's I'm just looking like it sounds really also personal and intimate and real you know? yeah no it doesn't sound like a performance it no the like the uh oh you faking your mad oh take your hoodie off like it's every time I hear this song I think of the specific moments yeah. Of why I'm saying that. Yes. So it's 
And that's why it's not a performance. It's just, just talking. And I think it's, it's good. That's a good song. How did that one come about? What do you, do you remember about the process? Yeah, that's a, so that's, it was a song I was listening to. The song that I've kind of dealt with before. And I was like, man, I would do this differently. I would loop this part because this is the sweet spot. So I just looped it and came, just made my own new song structure out of this other song that I sampled from and kind of built around it. Were you sampling a song of your own or? or it's this other song uh, called Bound that I sampled it from that I like. I just had yeah. added the rough, uh, you some motherfucking dangerous. But that was part of a verse. And then I kind of just kept repeating that and made it into the hook. Yeah. When did you decide that this was going to be the one that was going to have, that this was going to be, tell the, the rap story, have something to say? Oh, well, it wasn't deliberate. It's just that when I made the beat, I just end up rapping on it like that because that's what vocally felt right. Understood. And then the melodies and stuff, where they are now is where I was like, this is where it feels right. Don't shoot me down, the boys are gone. Like, and I kind of kept it at that. Didn't want to add anymore. I was like, this is perfect. And it was asking to rap on. Like that song was asking for a verse. <laughs> yeah. And it, I think it has so much more power because, because it's the, we're in the middle of the album and it's the first time we're hearing this many words, mm -hmm. it really changes the way you hear it. You know, yeah. if this was, if this was the sixth song of six rap songs, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have, have the same as much effect. power. Yeah, no, it's even and like this album, like on I think I'm doing this rap, but it's cool, and then I rap in the middle of running out of time, sorta. And then the real rap verse doesn't come until the end of New Magic Wand. It's a rap song, but the rap verse doesn't come till the end. Mm. So when you finally get to number seven and you get this full rap performance, not like perform like a real just yeah. rap song, like yeah. bass level core hip hop. Yeah, it's like oh, this is nice, but it's still in tune with the six songs before it sonically. Absolutely. It feels like it's, when it comes up in the project, there's no feeling of what's this. Mm -hmm. It feels completely intertwined with the rest. And it's a, you get to, you get to breathe a bit and just nod your head and like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, me too. It's really interesting to me that, that you've been making music as long as you have, and it feels like it keeps getting better. And it's very rare. Feels like so many artists' best work is their first or first or second. And then more often than not, there's a decline. And it feels like listening to your work, it's the opposite. Any, any idea how or why that is the case? Because uh, I don't get stuck. I like new shit. I get inspired by stuff. And I, I hate the word inspire, but I get into shit and I dive head first into it. Like mm. I am, if I, I had that cupcake at Magnolia, bro, and I went back every, like I 
fall in love with shit, whether it's a color palette and a step, like I get into it. And I think because me being so potent in something that's so different from the last, that's why you could differentiate my albums or eras or the way I was dressing at the time or the approach to music. And I want to get better. <laughs> Some people think they know it all. Mm. I want to get better. Yeah. I've yet to make my great rap album like rap. I'm still, I got to relearn how to rap. I'm teaching myself how to rap again because I don't think I'm that good at it. But again, first, that's not my favorite. What was the thing. first record that you sang on? The first thing I sung on was Wolf, the intro. Mm-hmm. The intro for Wolf was the first time I... Do you remember feeling either like it felt dangerous because you hadn't done it before or that you were particularly excited about it or particularly inspired by something to make you do it? Well, I've always wanted to sing, but my voice doesn't allow me to sing the way I want. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, deep voice. Like, you, you, you pitch it up as an excuse. But I don't want to sing like Barry White or fucking Johnny Cash or whoever else had a deep voice. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sound like that. That's mm -hmm. not the tone of voice that I want to put on the music bed that I'm laying for it. Mm -hmm. So it's something I always wanted to do, but I just never went for it until I needed vocals on songs. So I would lay down refs for people. And when they wouldn't sing it or it didn't work out, I would be like, I like this idea so much that I'm okay with putting it out like this. I perfect it as much as I can, but I want this out in the world. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. intro to Wolf on Answer. Off Wolf, that's number six. 48, I sung a bit. Um, campfire, things like that. Like, and it felt great. It was cool. It was ideas. And I just kept doing it and kept doing it because I yeah. loved it. It's great. I would trade to be able to sing well over rapping any day. So good. Thank you for this. Thank you for the music. It's uh, like, thank you for making great music. Uh, Thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> it's good. I'm happy that I could put something out like this in the climate right now, and people are uh, responsive to it in a positive way. And I love it. I absolutely adore this album. So good. When people are like, hey, what do you do? I would give them this first. Yeah. If I couldn't just say, hey, I make stuff, they're like, no, I need specifics. I would give them this. Beautiful. Thanks to Tyler, the creator, for hanging out with Rick in Italy for a few days to talk about the album. Also, special thanks to Leonardo Beccafici, a.k.a. Fresco, for engineering. On the next episode, Bruce Headlam talks with Yola about her new album, Walk Through Fire, and being produced by Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys. Also, be sure to check out kcrw.org to get tickets for our live Broken Record episode in Los Angeles. Malcolm will be talking to Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers on November 13th in downtown LA about his new memoir, Acid for the Children. Broken Record is produced with help from Jason Gambrell and Mia LaBelle for Pushkin Industries. Visit brokenrecordpodcast.com for playlists from every episode. And follow us on Instagram at thebrokenrecordpod. Our theme music is by Kenny Beats. I'm Justin Richmond.